future is now. And welcome to the SVK Crypto Podcast. 15 minutes of crypto value. My name is Charles Story. I'll be your host for the next 15 minutes. We're coming live from the city of London, Shoreditch. So let's get down to business. There's a lot been going down in the market over the last 24 hours, so let me bring you up to speed. Currently, Bitcoin is trading at $5,215. Now, the percentage change on that in the last 24 hours is down 1%. We also have Ethereum currently trading at $171. That's down 5%. We have Ripple currently trading at 33 cents, down 4.5%. EOS currently trading at $5.66, down 3%. And we have Bitcoin Cash at $284, that's down 6%. The current volume in the last 24 hours was $56.5 billion for the entire crypto market. And we also have the market cap currently at $177 billion. So it seems that has been toying with that $180 billion market cap figure, going above, dropping below for the last couple of days now. I think it's really interesting. There's obviously some key resistance there. But what we are seeing is positive momentum. We're seeing more and more positive stories coming out. The fundamentals are looking great. Um, so I think that you know, at, well, we're bullish, right? So we're we're expecting an, a um an, a move to the upside relatively soon. But then again, you know, it's crypto; it may take some more time than that. But we're confident in in what's going down and the progress that's happening here. So listen, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of stories going on regarding China, regarding Bitcoin mining. So I really wanted to get on top of that today, really clean the slate, really get you guys up to speed of what's currently going down over there in China and what it means for Bitcoin mining as a whole and what this means for the Bitcoin price. As we know, Bitcoin moves the market. The market moves in lockstep to Bitcoin's price action. So with that in mind, let's find out what's going down. Let's find out what's going on and let's get down to business. So China's new policy isn't an automatic Bitcoin mining ban and here's why. So the, t- the key takeaways here. A draft proposal from China's Economic Planning Commission labels Bitcoin mining as an industry that needs to be eliminated. But even if it finalized in its current form, this would not automatically amount to an outright mining ban. While local governments are supposed to follow the commission's guidance to take action against an industry, they need a basic... What they really need is basic industrial policy. However, these are the past examples of undesirable industries that were eventually recategorized because phasing them out was found to conflict of local interests. Seizing on this, miners are arguing that eliminating the industry would also conflict with local interests, in part because they soak up excess electricity that would otherwise go to waste. One of the things is not like the others. So in September 4th, 2017, the People's Bank of China, the PBOC, together with six other central government agencies and financial regulators, banned initial coin offerings, ICOs. Later that month, regulators ordered the country's Bitcoin and cryptocurrency exchanges to shut down. And on April 8th of this year, the National Development and Reform Commission, the NDRC, China's top macroeconomic planner, and one of the 26 cabinet-level agencies from the state Council published a draft proposal to amend the catalogue for guiding industrial restructure. So here's where it gets interesting. The proposed proposed revision, still spending public consolation, clarifies virtual currency mining as the production process of Bitcoin. And there's other categories that are undesirable, really. 
and need to be eliminated, together with hundreds of other sectors. The news was widely covered, um, with most media outlets leaping to the conclusion that China now wants to ban cryptocurrency mining, just as it did in 2017 with ICOs and domestic spot trading. But to call this a policy a ban in the same sense is misleading at best, the reality is more nuanced and requires additional context to fully understand. So a provision and a catch. The NDRC has first published its catalogue in 2005, grouping industrial sectors into three types, those the agency advises the country to encourage, restrict or eliminate. If defined, those to be eliminated industries that have obsolete techniques, products and technology, or which are unlawful, unsafe, wasteful or pollutive. The purpose of the catalogue is to serve as a macro-level economic policy to guide local governments on how to allocate their investment and resources to balance local economic growth with overall stability. Now, to give such a policy a legal status, the State Council promulgated as interim provisions of promoting industrial structure adjustment for implementing in December 2005. With this, well, according to the translation by LexisNexis, full document included at the end of this article, Article 19 of the Interim Provisions, clarifies what local governments shall do of industries that are categorised to be as to be eliminated. So it says government investments are prohibited from being contributed to projects of the eliminated category. All financial institutions shall stop various forms of credit granting supports to such projects as well. To take measures to recover for granted the loans, the article reads, If any enterprise of the eliminated category refuses to eliminate the production technique, equipment or products, the local people's government at each level and relevant administration departments shall, in accordance with relevant laws and regulations of the state, order it to stop production or close it. Therefore, indeed, local governments are required to take proper action to implement what's outlined in the NDRC's policy guide. But there's a notable catch, the part about relevant laws and regulations of the state. Kai Zhu, a legal practitioner in China with expertise in corporate governance and compliance, explained to media sources that local governments must use related laws and regulations, not the interim provisions itself, as a legal basis to take forceful actions to shut down undesirable companies. For instance, the State Administration for Industry and Commerce recently published a provision for administrative penalty when regulating businesses like internet advertising and e-commerce. It outlines who is entitled to take forceful administrative actions against companies violating regulations, what the penalties are and how they should be carried out. Because such an action in the administration penalty, it must have a legal ground first, Zhu said. It's unclear, well, it's currently unclear how or what types of laws Bitcoin mining shall fall under. He, so he went on to add the legal structure of the NDRC's policy is different from that the ICO ban announced by the Central Bank in 2017, which clearly defined the nature of ICOs as an illegal activity, meaning any entity that still engages in the activity is subject to legal actions. The former in an industry policy and the latter is a departmental regulatory document. So also important is the state council emphasised at the top of 2005 interim provisions that local governments, when implementing the industrial policy, are also required to balance the government guidance and the functions of the market as well as local interests. It states the relevant governments and departments shall, when implementing the interim provisions, 
currently deal with the relationship between government guidance and market regulation give full way to the fundamental role of the market in allocating resources, currently deal with the relationship between de developmental and stability, and between partial interest and overall interest in companies, and that between intermediate interest and long-term interest, so as to keep the stable and fast development of the economy. Zoo told media sources that if the final form of the policy guides include Bitcoin mining as a category to be eliminated, it will be the job of local governments and relevant departments to implement actual execution plans. But he also pointed out there is always the possibility that a policy will not be enforced or implemented in the end, adding, There are many reasons to that, since executions are carried out by human beings, after all, and there are also maybe information costs during implementation as well as conflicts of local interests. And members of the local mining community have also raised questions about whether it's reasonable to label a Bitcoin mining as an industry to be eliminated, arguing that such a decision could potentially conflict with local interests. Alexei Uru, founder of Insulin, which manufactures cryptocurrency mining equipment, said in China's Inner Mongolia, Xinjiang, and southern western provinces like Sushan and Yuan, there is an excess of electricity generated every year that can neither be fully consumed by local demand nor be integrated by the state grid to be transmitted to regions out wide. Now, for instance, the Grays government in Sushan has said that in 2017 alone, hydropower plants in the area generated 41.5 billion kilowatts per hour kWh of electricity thanks to the rainy season in the summer. But a total excess of 16.3 kilowatts went to waste due to not enough local consumption, which resulted in direct economic loss of some 4 billion yuan or $600 million for local hydropower companies. Tyler Zong, chief executive officer of Bixin, which operates a mining pool and wallet service, echoed that sentiment. First, Bitcoin mining doesn't result in pollution, actually helps consume excessive electricity generated by local plants that would otherwise go to waste, and it creates jobs with revenues locally, he said, eliminating that could conflict with local interests because it can benefit the local economy. So there's a lot going on, a lot happening here. So as you can tell, we've got lots of different laws going on. You've got local, you've got it on the guide. You have the ability for local governments to overrun that and go with what they feel is, is going to be of value to the overall economy. So I think there's lots of different lots of different situations here. Do I feel this is going to kill Bitcoin? No. Do I feel this is going to stop China's craze for Bitcoin? No. Um, I think that's always going to be there. Chi the Chinese government's famous for being um, very innovative with blockchain technology. I think it's very exciting times. And, you know, with the mining situation, I think that it will span out to be a bigger story than maybe it was. So listen, with that in mind, that's a wrap. i got to bounce. Thank you for your time and attention as always. If you haven't already, check us out on YouTube. We've put up lots of cool kick-ass content. If you go to www.youtube.com forward slash SVK Crypto or just type in SVK Crypto to YouTube, you will find us. Um, Telegram, SVK Crowd, if you type that in, you will also find us. Um, what else? How else can you hit us up? Feel free to email me. C story C S T O R R Y at svkcrypto.com. If, if you have any projects you would like us to review or you would like to get in touch for whatever reason, that's the best way to do it. So listen, with that in mind, that's a wrap. I gotta bounce. Thank you for your time and attention. Have a great day.